is a beautiful new day here on another episode of Fly Casual, and we've got nothing but blue skies ahead of you. After last week's dog leg, we're going to bring the happy pain right here on another episode of Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! I got my ELO charging my batteries. Mike's already got his eyes closed, head down, and arms crossed. It's time for a docket episode. That's how you know. Woohoo! That is how Woo-hoo. you know. Ow. Yep. Oh. Ow. Ow, indeed, friend. Hello. Hello. Mike. Hello. When is the last time you tried to watch Mrs. Doubtfire? Oh. Man, it's been a while. 10, 15 years? Yeah. Never. Never? Been a long time. You've never no, seen. I'm just kidding. Oh, I was kidding. I was going to punch you in the face. I was just talking about, uh, I saw some Robin Williams. Oh, we, we were watching. Dang it. What's the, who's the British talk show guy everybody loves? Uh, Graham Norton. Graham Norton. He was on Graham, Graham Norton. Norton. And, <laughs> Thanks, uh, Gary. Graham Norton. <laughs> yeah. Norton, Graham. I was just thinking, you know, Graham the funny thing was, is Robin Williams, I've never been super infatuated like with him like other people have. Right. Because you're not very now smart. Now that he's gone, but... I I missed him. There's no <laughs> there's no replacement for there Robin. really isn't. There's a couple of really good impersonators out there, but that's their trick. The thing the thing I think I realized with with Robin Williams is that he was such a genuine person. He, he I don't think and he ever pretended to. But have we didn't all know the that then. No, yeah, we kind of knew didn't. it toward the end. But yeah. like at the height of his career, I don't think anybody realized how. His offstage persona and his onstage persona were completely different speeds. Sure. But the same level of intensity, not volume and speed intensity, mm-hmm. but like like you said, sincerity. Like yeah. he's a very, very genuine person. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. To me, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I just I don't think he had all the answers and I don't think he was right with some of his, you know, just takes on life and everything. But mm-hmm. but just overall, I just always it just feels like that it always came from a place where of self-introspection and, you know, he was really putting the thought into it. Yeah. I, I just think a lot of comedians nowadays, they go for the easy joke. and Well, and when he a lot of times when he was doing his fast-paced com- comedy, he wasn't putting the thought into it. That's just his, how his brain worked. Yeah, just yeah, firing on all cylinders. But especially when he started doing some of the more serious acting roles, you know, especially mm-hmm. you know, Dead Poet Society onward. Yeah, sure. Which, it's about time for my annual Dead Poet Society watching. Um, like, you could tell, oh, when he slows it down, there's a lot going on behind that mm-hmm. face. Yeah. You know, in that yeah. head. He is. Yes. And you're so right. And then, and then after, now that he's passed and knowing the struggles and all that stuff, it just really paints a bigger picture. Well, and he, he did name his daughter after The Legend of Zelda. Well, there That's you go. True. He was an avid gamer. <laughs> Robin Williams was an avid gamer. Yeah. So, I miss saying. Robin Williams. Mm. Yeah, yeah no, no, I no, do no. too. Uh, Missed Outfire does not hold up, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked. I recently tried to watch it again, and that movie is way more 90s. Like, remember the 90s yes. where all movies oh. were dorky? That does seem very quintessential 90s. It was like, but like, so, it was so heavily lauded and so successful that. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, it's going to transcend the 90s-ism. Like, the original Jurassic Park is still a pretty good movie, mm-hmm. you know, even sure. though it is very 90s. Right. Um, Weird. Mm-hmm, no. It's, it's no, hard so for... It's it is hard so for, 90s. It's hard for a 90s movie 
the 90s movie to transcend the 90s. Yeah, it's like the 90s. Well, leaned... certain 90s movies. I mean, there was a lot well, of great I'll... epic movies that came out of the 90s. Yeah, too. but the 90s was like the like biggest the stride of movies coming out constantly, right? That's where we got True. out of. That's where the multiplexes took over, and we needed to fill yeah. 13 to 16 cinemas all the all time. The time right. And the most successful movie three weeks in is gone and replaced with another one to fill the seats. And so Hollywood, that's where I think we hit the stride of cranking out the like the way that scripts are written, you know, okay, on this page of any script, you have to have this type of climax. And on this page of this of any script, mm-hmm. you have to have this like it became more cookie cutter. And so sure. now when you yeah. look back at the nineties, especially at movies that were supposed to have widespread appeal, like they weren't necessarily family movies, but they were not family averse, like Miss Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. Um it's literally, I mean, you can close your eyes and you know what's going on screen. You can set your watch. Like, it is so, okay, this is the point where the young girl's going to take an umbrage. You know, the oldest young girl is going to take umbrage with what's going on with the ma- the main character because that has to happen. Uncle Buck, you know, uh, all of them, always mm-hmm. the oldest, the oldest young girl has to have an issue with the main character who's a dude who's pretending to be somebody he's not. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uncle Buck holds up. Um, just so you know i watched that recently very much holds up Hmm. interesting i wouldn't have expected of those two for uncle buck but i mean i do love john candy and that did i mean uncle buck set the stage for home alone and all that stuff too uncle buck was a pretty big john hughes Mm -hmm. win that was like a hit and fade it was really big and then disappeared completely good film yeah watch uncle buck again guys that's the end of that That's story. Uncle Buck. Yeah. Welcome right. to Flag. There's, uh, there's Corey's docket. Episode Flag Annual number 348. 348. Woo. Yeah. Creeping right up Ow. on there, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Dice accidentally created a new character. Maybe. Or is it just Roscoe P. Coltrane with Could like more Roscoe. cigarettes? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flash. <laughs> I'm your base for pro- 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 uh, It's late. It is late. I'm Corey. Hi, Corey. <laughs> I'm Mike. I no. Oh, hi, Mike. No. Across from me oh. is Mr. Michael J. Archbold Esquire. Hello, Ooh, Esquire. Oh, he's been promoted. <laughs> yeah, he's Esquire. an attorney now. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Well, I still don't get paid here. That's for damn sure. Hey, hey. We're working on it. That's we're planning that. I'm still the last one out on the payroll. We're planning that for the tail end of decade number two. (laughs) (laughs) It's a coming. It's coming. Be patient. Right around the time your social security shows up, you'll see a slight stipend. Nice. One penny. <laughs> yep. I'll buy you a Mountain Dew Perimis <laughs> You get a Snicker bar, buddy. Woo! Yeah. Hey, you won't get hangry now. <laughs> Speaking of hangry, over there at Master Control, Mr. Stephen J. Howie. I'm always hangry. That's your secret. Yep. Cap. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like the can't, hungry Hulk. can't survive life without being hangry. He's a hungry, hungry Hulk over here. Yep. Yep. Nom, 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 nom. A cross spotted down a few, Mr. Garrick, not Jay Hardy. Oh, I shoot arrows good and shit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you shoot arrows and shit? Well, he was in Canada. They're not allowed to have guns, so he had to shoot arrows. I I mean, I don't shoot arrows. I loose arrows because you don't shoot an arrow. True. You loose it into the water. Actually. Into the shit. Actually, I read something around the time that the Hawkeye series came out, and I'm sure it was at least tangentially related, that you do shoot arrows that... 
loosing an arrow is actually an improper terminology that has a very specific meaning that I don't uh, remember. Well, thank <laughs> However, you for, thank you for sharing. Well, it's like it's kind of like you drive a boat if a boat has a steering wheel. You drive a boat. There's like there's people like what oh about, no, in nautical terms, actually that's a very specific. What you about know. a crossbow? You captain a boat. Well, that would be in command. What? Yeah. What I'm about crossbows? In my crossbows. Because you're pulling a trigger. You yes, you, you also shoot shoots crossbows. crossbows. You sure you do. Shoot a bolt. I don't think anyone's going to debate you there. Pal. Right. 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 <laughs> right. 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 Okay. 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 Howie's laughing at the at the hand motion I just did. If you didn't uh, know I was on a walk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad we got the missed out fire discussion. We got it out of the way. We got it. Uh, in, it's in, it's in the ether. It's in the now. past. But I believe it's time for news, right? It is. It is, in fact. Correct. Time for some news. What? That was very astute of you. You are correct. I'm a student. It's time of for the, the news that I was told not to talk about last That's week. That's right. <laughs> well, boys, in the news this week. <laughs> That's right, well, boys. <laughs> we got to get there, man. We got to get this done. I love it. No, man. 2022 <laughs> is shaped up to be quite the year in cinema. We've got a couple of billion dollar properties. Uh, and, Steve and Potter, foreign correspondent in the UK, would say cinema. Cinema. <laughs> cinema. He would say that. He did say that on mm, this podcast. Yeah. Mm. God rest cinema. his soul. <laughs> I miss I miss I miss him too. I miss him. Uh, I, miss him. I wish he'd come back. We traded him for Sancho, though. We did. Yeah, I mean, that was a yeah. good that was a good I mean, if we had both of them, that'd be too much good too much light in our lives. <laughs> That's would what that would it? Yeah. Would it? <laughs> We need more. Anyway, cinema is back hole. in a big way this year. Like I said, we've got the Top Guns, we've got the Spider Mans, we've got the, it's uh, Maverick. So so far, Maverick. I'm hearing not Top Gun, and I'm hearing okay. <laughs> no Top man, Gun and Maverick. Multiverse of Madness. You liked that one, didn't you? Yeah. I'm willing to give Maverick a shot. Everybody went nuts over that, and I mean that movie was delayed several years or at least yeah, two years because of COVID. COVID Trailers yeah. for that were coming Just out so before you know, COVID. Everybody, I was TikTok excited for excited that. I, it, so you can I, join those people. I was a Top Gun fan back in the day. So TikTok I've been excited is bad. Not everybody involved in TikTok is bad. Howie, mm. but it's all over <laughs> TikTok. So <laughs> there is one exception to this rule, though. That uh, Mike Cinema is back in a big way. Yep, and that would be the uh, the the Disney Pixar film Lightyear. Not doing so hot. Nope. What? The, Crashed uh, and burned. The light year. <laughs> Nailed it. But um, More like light couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, now everybody, and, and this light is, I think you mentioned office. last week that this is now, is it the lowest? My grossing? understanding as of a few days ago, I have not. As looked, we record. This is probably the lowest grossing Pixar after cinematic release of all time that, which is ouch crazy because Pixar they have turned it a few wild, times yeah but they are overall wildly successful yeah well especially story. anything that is loosely affiliated with, with toy, toy story. story correct i saw that trailer and i'm like this i'm not excited well now of course now everybody's kind of pointing fingers and you know what's what's to blame here what's, Star Wars what's going on and <laughs> uh you know i i think the obvious one from the start well well first off i think it was confusing to people yeah, wait, is this a Toy Story movie? Is this I still don't know. What <laughs> is this what it's what Buzz is based on? Like a true story 
Okay, so the what? official word, what this is supposed to be... Oh, no! <laughs> ...is the movie, movie... that was Andy's favorite movie. ...movie that the toy Buzz Lightyear was based on. Man. Even though in the movies, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command was a cartoon that the children watched, I... <laughs> but maybe that was a cartoon based on the, the movie... movie? <laughs> <sighs> it had a confusing premise from the from the get-go. And it didn't need to be. It wasn't... Yeah, what? Why? All yeah, they had to why? do was just like just say origin story for Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, and done. then just walk away. <laughs> yeah, done. Drop the mic. <laughs> right. Obama out. They could have had Andy sitting in front of a television and it the pop movie on, came on? on on the movie, and then it zoomed in, and then there. You and go. it became more realistic looking yeah. and everything. Okay, so then have Woody watch it with him too, and then yeah, drops Woody and it's Woody like, like play with you. The anymore. camera pans down, and Woody's plastic middle finger is extended. <laughs> yes. Dun, dun, uh, dun. Then of course, reach the, for the stars. Um, the a stars. lot of people were also surprised. I think from the beginning to find out that Tim Allen was not involved in the project. Instead, growly Chris Evans, and yeah, and yeah, replaced with Chris Evans for for some reason. I think that confused a lot of people. Yep, Captain Captain America year because <laughs> he's younger. I yeah, I, I, I mean, know. I didn't care. I never. I didn't either. I never looked at this as like. Oh, they're replacing a conservative with a liberal. Like a lot of the media yeah. squawked up about. So, I'm yeah, like, right. I'm like, no, it's just Chris Evans sounds like he's doing a slightly younger Buzz voice, and still, I mean, is now, Tim Allen mad? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, yeah. I don't care. Well, I, so now he's recently done an interview with him the last week. Oh, really? As we record, and uh, he was on a podcast, and basically, he just kind of. I, I saw a piece of the interview and he was just basically saying, cause they were asking about it. I, he was just kind of confused. He was just like, I don't know. It's not really buzz light year. You know, he's just like everybody else, you know, it was just kind of, you know, mm -hmm. th they never asked him to be part of it. He was just, it was never even brought up to him. I don't think it sounded like, um, and uh, yeah, I'm not convinced this is like another Gina Carano thing. No, 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 I no. it's, I don't think it's well, like I mean, definitely not all. like that blatant or flagrant. No, but like, no, of course, like, but it, it, but it does, it, it falls giving, into the, the 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 what's the word I'm looking for the momentum of the Disney political well yeah perhaps stuff. and and that may play into it but I think I guess Modus had this movie come out operandi. and actually done the numbers it was supposed to or even come close I don't Nobody think the discussion would be having the discussion Everybody, would have ended at least yes correct so now that it hasn't done well of course that's one of the the avenues that people are going down is you know the whole are we in a cancel culture thing where Yes, you know the conservative, supposed conservative. I don't know that Tim Allen's actually a, a rabid conservative, but I don't think that he is. He's just more typically understood to be more conservative than many in his line of work. Right, right. Um, so that that's been thrown and, and about. Chris Evans is known to be more liberal or progressive left mm -hmm. than many in his line of work. Right. right. So it's just it, it, it's a jump, but I feel like Chris Evans was actually doing a pretty good voice so like, yeah I, I don't care yeah, I quite honest this is the first time i'm hearing this and i've only watched the trailer and i'm like oh i didn't really the trailer I wasn't interesting other than i didn't know i mean the voice i didn't know oh I was like, yeah oh, okay yeah i guess i i didn't even give two thoughts i and teresa i didn't know it was it, it was um captain america doing oh, i recognized it, it instantly yeah I, i'm just I mean, a weirdo i guess well i just i didn't care i guess yeah. i'm like Kylie. i just like oh there's a light year movie okay great i don't i don't care my kids aren't that age anymore they don't care i thought it could have been cool when it when i first heard they were making one i was like oh that could be interesting 
You know, like yeah, let's go full I, on sci-fi with the buzz thing. Let's well, you know when, lean into it. Yeah, yes and no because I, when I did sit down and give it any kind of thought at all, I mean it falls apart pretty quick though, right? I mean, the Buzz Lightyear is in the context of Toy Story and those characters and all that. But stuff. I, but I immediately got like, but what if this was the actual character I, in an actual? I get film? it. Like I, 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 I get it. But in terms of mass appeal, I can see why. At least in my opinion, I, honestly, I, I got to be honest. I think all of these things ha- are contributing factors, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think it's a confusing premise. I don't think it has the support cast um, of a Toy Story movie. Yeah. I mean, you've got all those wide variety of characters that everybody's always loved, and now it's just down to You one. got a lot of people uh, kicked up over the lesbian kiss that's in it. Oh, yeah. That was another thing. Yeah. Because that's so, a hill to die on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you people have Netflix? <laughs> it's right. every series. So, yeah. Get so, I, I, yeah. I don't know. Why? Or watch nothing ever again. <laughs> Those are your options, apparently. So anyway, just interesting that yeah, Pixar is struggling with this particular movie, which seems, at least on the surface, that it should have been a. I've heard. I'm okay with them struggling on this movie. I've I heard mean, that I'm okay with Disney struggling. Yeah, another, because I think they need to struggle. <laughs> another contributing factor for those who have actually seen the movie, the things that I have heard are that the movie feels very corridored, like it's not this big epic racing through space thing. Like it all kind of takes place in one like contained little thing. Ooh. It's like one little story in one little situation rather than a big star command jet setting back like and forth kid thing that would really yeah yeah it's you're not doing 112 moving. hops like in guardians of two right it's right. it's like a very contained little capsulized story that doesn't feel grandiose and it also is just slowly trotting out what you kind of already know about buzz his story you know like with zerg and all that crap but in a more you know threatening tone but you're I, you're not I guess a lot of newness. Out I of guess it. I don't know enough about the backstory of the character Dude, to really care. You, Toy Story two, bro. Come on, man. Come on, Al's Toy Barn, you butt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's Star Wars. Zerg turns out to be Buzz's father. Oh, okay, well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> big reveal. Mm-hmm. So anyway, kind of interesting. And yes, with Howie, I'm I'm like, yeah, I think some of these st- studios need to struggle because I just I feel like. <clears throat> The big budget movie, and we were talking about this even with last week with like some of the Marvel and maybe some of the Star Wars struggles and all this stuff. Um, I don't know. They they seem to be losing the pulse of of big big audiences. And you know, coming out of COVID, being post COVID now, okay, how do we how do we reinvigorate? How do we get families back out to movies? How do we you know start making more? unique situations and stories again? Why did Maverick do so well? Nobody wanted a sequel to Top Gun. Nobody yeah, except nobody Tom Cruise it. wanted a sequel to Top sure. Gun. Right. Why suddenly are people into fighter jets again? Because they went, oh, yeah, that's different from everything I've been watching right. lately. Sure. I'm going to go amazing. see that. It's amazing Maybe. when you don't, when you get out of the repetitiveness and you get something that's, yeah. even if it's been done before 20 right. years ago, it ain't being done feels, constantly yeah. now. It feels right. unique for the, for now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. What do I, you know? Yeah, well, and I just I have to question. I mean, it seems like it's been forever. I mean, you know, with the the onslaught of you know superhero movies for the last well, really twenty years, you know, with X Men, Spider Man, and all that stuff. I know he is, and I, I agree, man. It's just it's oversaturated. You know, I mean, I mean, and, even with the the uh, the 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 the, the Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. I'm like, 
it was a good movie. It's fun, but it's still just kind of like, yeah, sure. Right. I'm more excited about the experimental stuff in that vein with like WandaVision yeah. and yeah. with uh, with uh, Loki and stuff like those are the things that have me more excited because they are doing something different. But you know what? I, I just I don't know. I just really feel like I'm changing gears lately and I'm, I'm getting old more interested in things that are yeah. a little more storytelling mm. on a, just a more normal level, you know, just kind of front yard stuff like your wife. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, uh, My wife, no. once again, who's uh, she can only watch and enjoy something <laughs> if it could theoretically happen in our front yard. There's a time and place for these grandiose superhero movies. Of course. Yeah, sure. Any kind of epic tale. Uh, but they're not epic if they're told all the time in, in just different forms. One of the best movies, one of the movies I've enjoyed most in the last couple of years was Hillbilly Elegy. Nobody saw that yes, movie. Right. That, that's a good, that's a good, um, a good one. Those are the kind of movies that I wish I would get more of. Yeah. That are I more, was like, Ron Howard, you glorious bastard. You just made one of the most amazing movies that almost nobody's nobody going saw. to see. Right. Mm-hmm. And in it, people, you know, uh, beautiful Hollywood people portray normal, <laughs> right. kind of off-putting, ugly, n- normal people yeah. and do so amazingly in this little story that is so meaningful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's um, just... It's not that think, it's not I a think, depressing movie, even though it kind of is. It's it's just a really well told tale that just, people go through people every day. Yeah. Right. Every day. Right. People. Go I think it. I'm kind of craving that a little bit more. That kind of storytelling. Grounded. Yeah. Grounded. More realistic. More. It, does it, it has real does, world consequences. Does it help that the sci fi has been letting us down? <laughs> Probably. I, honestly, I, I they're just not good right now. Yeah. I, well, I think it got it got. There were too many too successful, and they just thought it's kind of like you know it's kind of like the Disney Star Wars film. They just started grabbing whoever they thought could be potentially good right. and throwing it at them, right. and it's not a good fit. You actually need to grow the artists that excel in that craft. You need to raise up the ones who excel in that craft. You can't just grab you know the dorks from Twenty One Jump Street and throw them in a Star Wars film and expect it to work. So, yeah, until they do that, maybe let people make the movies they're good at, because those dorks went on to make Into the Spider-Verse and found what they were good at. Right. The the, the sad thing is, is I don't know that that this is necessarily going to push filmmaking and movie making in a different direction. I still think everything's run by accountants. No. Yeah. And and the thing is, I think we're going to see more of a push into bad series because we haven't figured out how to pace turn movies into series with good pacing. We're seeing we're seeing six like, okay. Talk about Obi-Wan. We're seeing stuff with like seemingly unnecessary fluff. Um, mm-hmm. When you're like, we've we've had a, a few series where we've reviewed where we've said this could have been a two hour movie. Sure. And they could have eliminated 70% of mm-hmm. wasting my time. Yep. Speaking of wasting my time. Got him. Stranger Things. Oh, this is a docket series, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like docket. Conversation. We're still in the news segment what else in news mike that's all i had for news <laughs> oh man it's time for the docket or something <laughs> we gotta have that firm break man <laughs> how he was right i gotta say that's why he's at master control howie what's on your docket i might surprise some of you what foreign no. language netflix go not foreign uh, language netflix oh was it Netflix? I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> uh, but it was this is something actually my wife wanted to start watching and I was like, "Eh, I don't know." But I really enjoyed it. The Haunting of Hill House. Really? Hill House. 
juice. Yeah. That's the TV or the series. I don't know if they had a movie of it or not. I don't remember. But I don't remember. Anything that have the word haunting in that it. That was I on Netflix. Usually, yeah. I usually, no, that's something I wasn't even on my radar. She no, was, yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah, she was on, but I was. The other than Black like Mass. Hell Street 1985 or Hell Street Blues or whatever it is you watch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, Fear Street. Fear Street, that's right. Fear Street Blues. You love Midnight Mass so much. <laughs> Midnight Mass. That you had to watch that one. Yep. The Haunting of Hill House. Yes, that's uh, surprisingly really well written. Mike Short. Flanagan, baby. The series? Yep. Um, or movie. Ten episodes. Okay. Ten. I believe Is that a miniseries or a full series? What is it? Well, they have. At this have, point, that's a series. They have a season two, but it's called Haunting of Bly House or something like that. Yeah. I, I it's believe. totally different. But it's, yeah. I mean, so this is a full contained, the the the, the season series mm-hmm. is full contained story. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Which the this the haunting like series tend to be that way, like yeah. American Horror Story. I mean, like every season's its own thing. Like what? I don't know how you would continue this on. It's like okay, the house without is, just beating it to death. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So um, still haunted. They, they and they kind of <laughs> took that that kind of in vogue thing now of like, you know, we we see things from the past and then we see the characters in the future, and, uh, which I know you know I'm sensitivo. So, but. The way they do it, it, it really kind of, it makes sense. It, it, it's really what makes the story the story. Because, uh, you know, some things have happened to them in the past, and now they have to evolve the story to present day. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I can't really say a whole lot about it without giving too much away, uh, except the, it's not like, there's not a lot of, like, jump scares. That was going to be my very first question. Uh, there's a, there's a couple, but they're pretty subdued. It's not like yeah, super in the face. What about cursing, nudity, and gore? My kid loves scary things. She hates jump scares. She would actually probably really like this. Really? I'm trying to think of nudity, and I don't recall any. Well, that'll be unlike something on Garrick's docket. There point. is. One scene where <laughs> this is probably the goriest scene, but it's not super gory. It sounds like it would be gory, but someone's being um, prepared for uh, embalming. Oh, gotcha. So they, they show the quote unquote breasts, but it's not really. Yeah. I mean, they're it's a, it's a body. They, they had they had been uh, um well, what's the word uh there there had been an autopsy and so they were getting yeah. the autopsy stuff out of the get that get that autopsy stuff out of there yep so um that's probably uh the worst of it as far as that goes but it's it's so obvious it's well, I wouldn't say it's so obvious it's like rubber or whatever but you could tell it's not a real person yep um but the story is actually really good. Uh, I'm trying to think of the uh, the the one chick from um, the what, what was it, Garrick, that you said uh, the Midnight Mass. Yeah, the, they're all they re, yeah he reuses a lot of characters. Yeah, I'm trying to was all those. Anybody else? I know the one chick was from Midnight Mass. Um, yeah, the one with one the gloves. Chick. Yeah, the one with the gloves. Yeah, that one chick with the gloves. Um, yeah. <laughs> have you seen this, Garrick? 
Yeah. Seen this. It exists, so Garrick has seen it. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what what did you think about it? Oh, it's pretty good. Uh for a horror show. Yeah. I guess. I guess I was a little bit more surprised how good it, it was going into it, yeah. not expecting it to be something that is, I want to watch. Uh, is, I saw the Bly Manor one as well. Yes, Planet Mike. What's yeah? What's his name? Mike? Is it Mike Flanagan? Yeah, Mike Flanagan. Yeah. He deals more with the like uh, psychological horror rather than the trying to gross you out with people getting stabbed to death murder, which I can get behind. So it's more to me, it's more like a psychological drama rather than a horror. Yeah, interesting. It's it definitely marketed more as, of a thriller. Yeah, kind of a, a suspense. Kind of like a you know. whodunit as well, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, really good. I, you know, I think, I think Josie would probably, I should say, your daughter <laughs> would probably like it. I'd um, name off your kids, but we've only got like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. don't have enough time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if if anything anything like that would interest you, this would definitely be. Uh, a good one to watch, I think. Well, the things that your wife wants you to watch and the things that my wife wants to watch are very different. For yes. example, on my docket is a series, a Showtime original series called First Ladies. Mm. And First Ladies is about Michelle Obama, played by Viola Davis. I like Viola. Betty Ford, played by Michelle Pfeiffer. Who? And Eleanor Pfeiffer. Roosevelt, played by Garrick's college Hollywood obsession from the X Files, Miss Dana Scully herself, Jillian oh, yeah. Anderson. Man, she's playing a lot of yeah. Jillian Anderson her. has turned into one of my favorite character actresses. She played Margaret Thatcher. Margaret too. Thatcher. Yeah. My goodness, she was amazing. Oh, her Thatcher. Eleanor Roosevelt is a she is a murderer, dude. Like she's yeah, a beast. Yep. Like. Okay, Viola Davis is a is an is a fantastic actress. Her Michelle Pfeiffer is off-putting because she's trying to do this thing with her lips to emulate they say her Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, her, her Michelle sorry. Obama. I was really trying to yeah, put that. I know. <laughs> yeah. But her Michelle Obama, she's trying to do this thing with her lips trying to to do facial expressions like Michelle Obama and it is so ridiculous looking and there are so many tight close-ups that like me and my wife are also doing um, the lips what is it? back at the screen and we look at each other and we both notice it's, we're both doing it and we start laughing. My 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 wife and I. Like she's doing Thank you. It's it's really like it's it's crazy. Like I don't know how Viola Davis's face moves like that. I'm fairly sure Michelle Obama's doesn't. <laughs> but maybe I don't know. Um so but she's great and I don't remember the actor's name who's, who plays uh who plays Barack, but he's also very good. Um unfortunately their story being so modern to me is less interesting mm-hmm. uh, because and I, I do like this about about this the way they the story that as they depict it uh, with the background and leading up the White House and, and stuff like that it, you know and how they met they're not laying into like what the media would upplay about it being all about race because it's their lives aren't all about their race it's about their lives. Yeah. And I actually really do like that. Um, but Betty Ford's story, first off, Michelle Pfeiffer is a killer in this too. Betty Ford's story is much more interesting than I ever realized. 
um, you know, with I knew that she had been married before and that her husband had issues and they got divorced and it was a whole big deal. Like whether, you know, you know, you that center from University of Michigan uh, would marry her because he's going to run. He's going to have a big political career and he's an All-American and all that stuff. But he's going to he's he's into a divorced woman and all that stuff. And then, of course, her injury that leads to like her pill and alcohol addiction and stuff, which leads eventually to her opening Betty Ford clinic. I'm not that far into the series if they even get there. Um, but Jillian Anderson as Eleanor Roosevelt, holy crap. Like if a series was just that, mm-hmm. just that, like I could just watch Jillian Anderson play this character because she is so intentional everything is so intentional in a way that I find believable that Eleanor Roosevelt would have been. Um, And yeah, they tackle some deep issues like from childhood all the way up to like at one point uh, on the fact that she's a, she's a Roosevelt as well. She's like six cousins with Franklin who she marries, Uh, you know, and, and actually she was a closer relative to Teddy than he was. Mm. Teddy was her uncle. And she was like in the Gross. White House as a, as a young girl talking to Teddy when she was like leaving school and stuff like that. Um, and that's it's all very interesting. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland plays Franklin Roosevelt. If you want to feel old right now. Interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. And does a really good. I'm not a big Kiefer Sutherland fan. Nailing it. Nailing it. But anybody who's sharing a scene with Gillian Anderson is just getting slaughtered yeah. by how amazing she is. And it goes into like her working with like some of the like progressive women's groups and like uh like you know lesbians back before that was okay to talk about and polite you know and 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 because there's always been rumors that eleanor roosevelt might have dilly dabbled across the lines there despite the what was in the public eye but i'm not kidding man this series is intense my only complaint is there's this weird tendency now to put like 60s R&B funk music in every oh, show yeah. now, which I love 60s R&B funk, but I don't feel like that's what would be playing in the office where Betty Ford is working with somebody to pick out a paint color for the, you know what I mean? Like, but in like even the theme song, it's like, it's like grindy funk, like early funk, heavy R&B. And I'm just like, it doesn't fit the theme of the show. It feels shoehorned on. Like, it's like a decision, like, no, 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 this is how we make it soulful. And it's like, it kind of has its own soul. And, it, you know, in the Obama scenes, they actually listen to that music and they'll dance to it and stuff. And it, it makes sense. But then they, it spills over into the other one. Sometimes like, this makes no sense. I feel like they'd be listening to Lawrence Welk at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but uh, like, that's literally my only real complaint on top of Viola Davis really making some weird facial expressions, <laughs> really weird facial expressions. Uh, uh, Captain Janeway is in it. Ooh. Uh, she's uh, one of one of Michelle's or her like chief advisor or whatever. Um, yeah, there's a there's a murderer's row of actors and actresses in this. And like and, and, and especially like because you're getting different actors and actresses because they're getting them early aged. And then at the time of coming into the White House, too. So you're just bouncing all over the place yeah. uh, with these three stories. And uh, it's, guys, top notch. I mean, top notch. Very, very, very entertaining, very intriguing. 
uh, stories about how these three first ladies all had to overcome some sort of adversity with their position, uh, with their husband, you know, being a supportive wife, but also being very strong willed in their own situations and saying, I'm not just going to be the wife of the president. Yeah. And it's a it's a good watch. Did you did you see the crown with uh, her playing Margaret Thatcher? I did. I saw her on screen when my wife was watching it. I I left the crown a couple seasons. Yeah, I thought you did. Yeah, Yeah. the crown. Yeah, only because my wife wanted to binge it like crazy, and I just wasn't in the mood for it. So she just left me in the dust. So at some point, same same deal with that. Is just Julia. She just. It's like Dana Scully was just a straight like the straightest straight character you could play is when i say straight obviously i'm talking about just a very down the middle character yeah and she like meryl streep get out of the way like and who also played the iron lady um honest to goodness like i i i feel like jillian anderson is becoming a major major draw for me yeah oh she's incredible yeah, if i see her name attached to something i want to take notice yeah watch Weird. it Especially you, Garrick. I want to see if you're still attracted to her after seeing Eleanor Roosevelt. Because man, oh, yeah. she gets that. She nails that underbite. I don't know if she had to like massage her jaw muscles every night or what. But it's it doesn't look like she's faking it. But she is. She doesn't look like that. She's definitely faking it. But it's not makeup. Oh, there's hmm. makeup. But she's oh, holding her jaw back the whole time and makes it look natural. And that had to hurt. Anyway, that's enough about that oh. one. Garrick, what have you been watching while not watching your former flame and be amazing? Oh, man. I've seen her in lots of things. I know. It. Let me count them. Here we go. You ready? X-Files no, episode one. X-Files, X-Files episode two. X-Files the, the movie. Return of the X-Files. X-Files the movie again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the second movie is terrible. Uh, so I don't, I can't remember if I talked about this, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about it anyway. Um. So we're going to talk about how Picard was terrible, right? Oh. Absolutely awful. Uh, Discovery. I don't know. I can't uh. but, uh, Discovery so, has the strength of having Picard season two be so much worse than it was that it doesn't yeah. look as bad anymore. I mean, there was ups and downs, mostly downs. But yeah. uh, they got that new Star Trek out there. The Star Trek Strange New Worlds with... Oh, uh, the Pikeinator with Bohannon, Bohannon from Captain the Hell on Wheels. So there are, uh, I think, ten episodes in, and I've seen eight so far. I so think the, I'm, I'm like, I think I'm one behind you. Okay, maybe two. I say, man. Uh, so I know people like different tracks. You know, some people like the original, people like the next generation. Some like it all. I like, I think, more than normal people mostly. All of, I like just about all of them, except Voyager's kind of sucky. But uh, yeah, I, I'd take Voyager I, I, over Discovery any day, brother. Eh, any I don't day. know. You go back and watch some of those. I did like, only a few years Voyager. ago. <laughs> okay, I did, and I would do it again. If uh, I yeah, but uh, I guess when the Paramount Plus took it over and started revitalizing the franchise they kind of did like a with discovery they did like a season-long arc you know where yeah. this is one long story whereas traditionally star trek has been a you know kind of a 
episodic. anthology show. Yeah, yeah. E- episodic. Every every episode, they're uh, challenging something different. You mm-hmm. know, either a challenge or some moral quandary they're trying to overcome. <clears throat> a new uh, concept to consider. It, it, yeah. Each episode was novel, and and I like that. I like that about Trek. I I'm not saying Discovery did it first. You know, obviously uh, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and then Enterprise all did it to some extent. Uh, but now I think Strange New Worlds comes out, and I think they're getting back, at least for the episodes I've seen, to that episodic, uh, that episodic storytelling yes. narrative. And I'm liking it a yeah. lot. Yeah, it's definitely. <sighs> there's a huge difference between having 51 percent of your focus being on the overarching story, and 51 mm-hmm. percent of your focus being on the story of that episode. Yeah, there's a so, huge I mean, there, difference. There's a overarching issue, like, uh, and this is a basically a spinoff of Discovery. In mm-hmm. uh, Captain Pike, you know, in that in the episodes of Discovery that he was in, saw his own death, and that has kind of stuck with him. Yep. And so that's kind of like the only overarching thing is him kind of having to deal with. I know for a fact I only have ten years left before. I'm horribly, it's not his death. He thinks it's his death, but it's not really. No, nope. he, he ends up in the BP wheelchair from future. Yeah, he's in the BP wheelchair. <laughs> uh, he's going to get horribly disfigured and he thinks he's going to die in 10 years. So he has to kind of deal with that. Like, what am I going to do uh, with this time I got left kind of situation? Uh, what I really liked is, you know, Discovery was a very serious show. Very, very serious. And Picard, to some extent, was too. There was a few humorous things put in attempts you know, attempts like picard did it more than um I, i'd say discovery did. discovery almost forgets that there's levity in existence yeah like they forgot like the original next generation they would just do stupid stuff yeah. all the time and that was part of the the appeal of it like there was an episode and, and this is kind of what i'm like okay this is what got me really on board they had an episode where Star, uh, sorry, Spock and his, uh, I guess, engaged to bring are mind melding because they're having issues with the relationship. Yep. And they accidentally switch bodies. Yep. They totally they- <laughs> pulled a body swap. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's classic. They do that. They did that in the original series, I think. And they did that in the next generation mm-hmm. to some extent. I'm like, this is great. Yep. <laughs> this is what I want. I want stupid things to happen. I got to tell you. Be kind of serious also. In the first five minutes of the episode where the otherworldly intelligent being who's like all powerful turns the entire enterprise ship into like a D&D session. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. But halfway through, I'm like, I am so on board. Take me to the end. Calgon, yeah. take me away. Like, yeah. It was good. <laughs> What 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 so sold that so, so much? It's like it's a dumb concept. Yeah, Star Trek the original series had a lot of dumb concept, but I think in uh, this new series, the the actors sold it, especially yeah. on that one. I mean, they're literally they're literally still on the Enterprise, and the only thing different is there's like leaves everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> leaves and arbors and things like and that. They're they're wearing like uh, Renaissance fair gear yeah but all the actors are selling even like pike he's oh pike is but he was having way too much fun playing the sniveling backstabber (laughs) oh my word he was enjoying himself way too much yeah i i love the cast um they're 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 each have their own individual uh thing going on like uh, like 
I'm sorry. Just keep mentioning things. Yeah. Uh, they could go on shore leave and number one and, uh, or it's an Ortega or is it Lieutenant Ortega's Lieutenant Ortega? No, no, it's a security. Uh, Oh, security I can't remember officer. her name. Angry British accent girl. Yeah. She's a, she's a, one of data's ancestors. Uh, what are they? Uh, Nunyan Singh. Yeah. She's a Singh. She's, like her she's and, a descendant uh, number, of Khan. Her and number one, everyone gets shore leave, but they don't want to leave the ship because they really don't like having fun. I think yeah. they called number one like Killjoy or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> the, yeah. The death of fun or Commander Killjoy. Yeah. So they they catch they they're on the ship just doing like oh this is awesome we get the ship to ourselves we get to do work this is great and then they catch two uh, recruits doing some something stupid yeah, like stupid like games <laughs> that recruits get. Yeah. This was they, seriously Star Trek Lower Decks in an episode of. Yeah. It really was. It yeah, was, it was. They they find out that uh, everyone on board the, the lower decks basic people have a checklist they have to do, and they're like, "Oh, this is so stupid!" Like, well, what if we did it? It's like goofy initiation <laughs> challenges. Like, all right, you're one of us. You got to do these silly things, and my, they're my all favorite, dumb. <laughs> favorite one is the the security officer was chewing gum, and she's like, "Okay, the flavor's gone." So then she beams her somewhere, and then. Beams her right back, and she's like, "Oh, the flavor's back in the gum." This <laughs> <laughs> it was really silly, but I mean, that's exactly what has been missing, yeah, so horribly from the over self serious, politically charged Star Trek that we've been getting, yeah. especially with Discovery. I, I think they do a good job of making it an homage and not like a direct ripoff of yeah. past. Things that people, I mean, the body swap, obviously, but they're they're they do it well enough that it's not like so on the nose. It's like <laughs> they did this before, now we're doing it. But I mean, it's it's actually kind of brilliant. It's a body swap, but not between a Vulcan and a human, between two Vulcans. Like, yeah, that's like ten percent <laughs> body swap. <laughs> the only difference is one's female and one's male. Yeah, they just simply <laughs> don't know everything that each other knows, but they're still yeah. acting more or less the same. <laughs> yeah. So it's much more subtle <laughs> if you're not the audience knowing what's going on, which is kind yeah. of brilliant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I gotta say, it's Star Trek has been so charged lately that at first I was off put by it seems like Pike is the only dude in the entire bridge. Like it's yeah. an all female bridge crew, which is actually kind of funny because in that like that uh sort of like medieval episode it's based on characters from a book that the doctor reads his uh his daughter which is a whole other interesting story uh oh, that, yeah. by the way i cried at the end of that episode i'm going to yeah, fully that admit was... it i teared up but <laughs> that was um excellent. yeah that was heavy i knew it was gonna do it too and i was like you sons of guns but <laughs> um they there's a male in that story and they didn't have enough bridge crew so they have ensign ortega play the dude and ensign ortega is kind of like she's not very feminine and, you know, but they don't make they're not making a story out of it. It's just a personality. They're not trying to do anything about it. And she's so damn likable. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, at first I was kind of like, I don't know. What are they going to do? Because I've just I've been hurt by Star Trek just getting way too into their motivations. And they're not. They're into their characters yeah. and they're into the situations. And I'm like, heck, yes, son. <laughs> heck, yeah. Yeah. This it's just they're solving space space crimes. Space, space, yeah, space crimes. Space crimes. Yeah, so 
definitely I, I like it um i'm sure i hope other people will too oh man thank god this came along this is the mandalorian for star trek yeah. so let's see if they can keep going in the right direction <laughs> rather than you know ebb and flow one of those few one of those few tv shows i actually look forward for when it releases every week yep yep, yep. totes agreed michael all right so i i don't watch anything and so I was struggling to figure something out this week. And I was well, like, oh, like, I did start a movie. Ooh, um, started a movie. That's it must have been more than 90 minutes. <laughs> I, have <laughs> not, I have not finished it, so it's not going to be a, much of a review. But do uh, you guys remember the Gina Carano? From, you uh, watched Terror on the Prairie? I have started watching Terror on the Prairie. What's so, so Produced by the Daily Wire? Right, right. So um, oh those who didn't follow her, <laughs> her story... Um, during Mandalorian, um, she got caught up in some kind of Twitter thing and, and she was asking Disney, some questions that people found offensive. Yeah. And Disney let her go basically, um, very unceremoniously and in a way that I thought was pretty, well, it's indicative of all the crap that happens nowadays with yeah. everybody, you know, everybody, you know, they sneeze or fart in a mic and, you know, 10 years ago and suddenly they're getting let go for the, just the stupidest shit. Yep. And, um. So anyway, I, I'm a fan of her, so um, I've just kind of followed her a little bit. And yeah, she got picked up by um, a, a studio called Daily Wire that is doing entertainment and movies and they're doing they, smaller productions now. So they conservative news and podcasting. That's what their main stuff is. And but they're, they're, doing they're other getting into they're now. getting into entertainment. Now right. they've got so one of the two things, feature films and a feature length documentary. Right, yeah, something like that. So yeah, the first one was uh, run hide something. I don't know. I've never seen. Oh, did they? They did that one. Yeah, in the school. Oh, that's the school one that we saw. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. good. That's the one. That's the one with the girl from 1883. <laughs> run hide. Oh! Run hide fight. Or... Run hide fight. Yeah, yeah that's that was the, them. I can't remember her name, but oh, so so far that's one oh, yeah. for one on my list. Yeah, okay. I like that movie, but. Um, th so anyway, this one, yeah, it's, a, it's a smaller independent movie. What happened was they called her up after she got canceled and they're like, Hey, come do a movie with us and, and blah, blah, blah. So, um, I, I again, I've just kind of followed her story and, um, it, it was a nice, um, gesture for them to do this cause they, she's able to be part of the production crew and she's acting in the movie and, and all that good stuff. And it's a Western basically it takes place up in Montana. The only reason, yeah, I, I want, I like Westerns now. I like modern Westerns and that's the one thing that attracts me. Well, I was, I was just, like I said, interested just to see what she was doing now. Um, from what I've seen so far, again, I'm, I'm not even halfway through the film. Um, I, yeah, I've, I've liked what I've seen so far. It's not, it's not like 1883 quality. You know, it ain't gonna I, be. This studio is brand spanking new. Yeah, they no. they don't have the same. Yeah, I like, will say, but Run they, Hide they, Fight was very low budget. Yeah, because and it it's gonna feel that in way. a school. Yeah, well, we'll still, it was still actually really well done. But they didn't. I mean, it it's was, still better than that Left Behind crap Mike made me watch. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't Left Behind, but yeah, <laughs> I can't remember what that was called. Megiddo, uh, Omega, <laughs> Omega, Omega Man. Code, yeah, honestly, Omega if they, if they if they put out quality. Productions like, like I said, what what I've seen so far, cinematography is gorgeous. I mean, the the land, you know, where they did this up in Montana is just breathtaking mm. from a purely cinematic. Montana's a cheat code. It is a cheat code. Yeah, it's pretty well, gorgeous. Up they're there. smart. So, they know they know how to. So they picked the right location. So their location is great. The story so far, it's it's like I said, I haven't seen the whole thing. It seems like they're setting up a, a, a it's 
it's a basically a small family. Gina Carano's the mother and dad is out, you know, trying to make a living and she's holding down the fort, so to speak. And, you know, a gang kind of comes through the area. And- Which I just learned the other day is led by the actor what played uh what played Cobb Vance's boss in Justified. Cobb Vance being Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Who is the main character Justified, his boss, uh the chief deputy in Lexington there is uh is the guy who's the main bad guy in that movie and I oh, okay. loved him in Justified like he's my one of my favorite characters I was going to say I've heard him in a couple of interviews and he seems like an interesting guy He's so. apparently he's also an extremely outspoken conservative which I didn't know any of that Oh yeah I I was like I'm like I love the fact that I had no idea <laughs> <laughs> I love it when I don't know anybody's politics yeah, it's my yeah, favorite yeah. yeah yeah I'm with you but um so anyway, um, like I said, it seems like they're setting up this, that she's kind of in this fight with this gang at this point. And the setup is, I think what they're doing is that somehow they know the husband and that there's going to be some kind of struggle and, and, and whatnot. Um, like I said, cinematography is pretty awesome. The acting is, is okay. Um, That's the thing. Gina Carano, never high on my list of actresses. Well, I, I thought she was cool. Also, she can beat ass. She's like the mama of MMA for ladies. I think this is something that she wanted to dip her toe into because she's done, since she is MMA background, athlete background, she's done more of the athletic type roles yeah. like Mandalorian and she did um, Deadpool. Oh, she did the Deadpool movie and all that stuff. So she's kind of done more action-y movies and actually I saw some interviews with her where they really had to dial her back on some of the action because they're like okay you're playing a homestead mom yeah (laughs) careful your winning is too convincing yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're like they were saying just her holding a gun was way too confident okay you gotta dial back the confidence you're scaring the crew gina (laughs) (laughs) so um but yeah, so far I've seen, I've liked what I've seen enough oh, okay. to go back and finish watching the rest of the movie. So, yeah. um, one of the things that I thought was interesting, and I don't know if this is indicative of Westerns, I'm not a big Western guru, so I don't know how I, these, I don't like, know good why, ones but I'm go. suddenly into modern Westerns, like to Tombstone Forward. So, there's no music in this, like, there's no score. Oh. So, it's kind of, it's, it's almost, it sounds like a spaghetti Western. Those, the, like, would have like no music, and then when the music would come on, it would be really jarring. Yeah, I, I don't recall any music so far. So they couldn't afford it. Yeah, I don't, there, I don't there's know. no the, conservative orchestras. <laughs> <laughs> Not a they, one. Yeah. They had music, yeah, music in, in Run Hide Fight. Yeah, okay. So uh, I'm trying to. It say. must be a stylistic choice. Yeah, I think yeah. I think, and that's why I was asking if anybody, if you guys are more Western gurus than me, that if that is that a thing that Westerns do, I don't know. Well, I guess there are some Westerns that rely heavily on silence to and this is all the way back into the 60s mm-hmm. maybe even a little earlier to make you feel the loneliness and desolation of being out in the wide open you know and and there are parts of even 1883 that are very 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 quiet for long periods yeah, of time because sure. it starts to make you feel alone while you're watching someone right. else right and i think and i think you're right i think it's a stylistic choice because it is i mean this is homestead Montana, you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, there's just, you know, the nearest town is, you know, 20 miles away, you know, on, on horse. You yeah. Know? So, you know, it's a not day's like, ride. Right. A day's ride. So it's not, yeah, it's not an easy thing to do. So I think that's a, what they're attempting to, to portray there. So um, anyway, just interesting, you know, branching out, I guess, for Gina Carano. Yeah. Um, trying different things. I like seeing that. I like people. Like I said, picking up their lives. And I, I'm, I I'm sorry. Like, that's the one like thing people, I think we're but... missing in the culture right now is just the redemption factor. It's like, you know what? 
people make mistakes. You know, I, I I'm not I'm not going to get into the politics of what she said or was involved in because I honestly don't know that much about it and mm-hmm. don't care that much. I just feel like that we need to get to a point in this country where we're um, not hating each other to the point that we want to drive people out of their jobs and and being able to make livings for themselves. Yeah. I think that's ridiculous. So yeah. Um, and I feel like people should have to earn that hatred more. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they should really work at that so, or anyway, just not. Anyway, I, yeah, I'll finish it and tear on the prairie. What's it called again? Terror on the prairie. I know where What's it you on? can find it. Oh, okay. It's on the daily maybe or daily wire well, plus, which maybe, which not- is a new service that just got announced. So maybe Mike will give you his daily wire plus <laughs> login. Okay. Yeah. That's for good. you to yeah. watch it <laughs> or I can show you yes. where you can watch it. So, so that's it. Interesting. Interesting. Howie. I've got another wife pick. A wife pick. Oh man. Um, Picking that got wife. Easy to, got it easy this week. Uh, take care of shit. Yeah, I know. She's like, we're gonna watch this. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I can just oh. see that. Steven, Steven, sit down. Steven. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> sit down and watch this. You she will just, like it. She just looks down her nose at you, so it's like her eyes, not through her glasses. Yeah. She just tilts her head down, glares at you, and pats gently on the couch seat next and to I her. run immediately and sit yeah. down. Curl up in a ball like a like a lap dog. Uh, but <laughs> we watched the Lincoln Lawyer TV series. I don't know anything Lincoln about it. Lawyer? Nev Campbell is in this. Ooh. Okay, I'm in. Uh, she plays Abraham Lincoln. Uh, she plays is Maggie she, McPherson. Is she taking Ghostface to court finally? <laughs> Maybe it's I about don't know. Dang time. Uh, but uh, Manuel Garcia. Or her, I guess. Ru- Rufo. Huh? Yep. He that plays, was rough. Yep. He plays Mickey Holler, who is the Lincoln lawyer. He's the Lincoln lawyer because he works out of his Lincoln. He doesn't work out of an oh. office. Oh. He hates working he out go, of an office. All right, he all, right, to, all right, all right, all right. No, he does not. Uh, I've oh. seen that <laughs> as well, but that was a while ago. Um, this Just for the record, Matthew McConaughey did not say, all right, all right, all right. In the Lincoln commercials. That he did. <laughs> no, he's in the Lincoln. No, he's, in the, he's in the, he's in the movie, the movie. Is Lincoln he? Lawyer. <laughs> yeah. he is the Lincoln lawyer. I didn't know there was a movie. I was yes. so confused. Yes. There's a movie. Lincoln lawyers. That's why one. he's in the Lincoln commercials. He's, now I understand it. He's either in the Lincoln commercials because of that, or he's a Lincoln lawyer because of the Lincoln commercials. Oh, I don't man. know. Chicken, the egg. We'll yeah, never know. We'll never There's know. no way to find out. <laughs> Nope, there is a, uh, but anyways, this is the TV series that just released this year. I believe it was this year. It's hard to say anymore. Yes. Because you can't look it up anywhere. <laughs> um, this year. But uh, he, he uh, it starts off, he's kind of been out of the game. Lawyering. Practicing out of a Volvo. Lawyering yeah. game. Lawyering game. Uh, he had some past events within the last oh, couple Lincoln years. Lincoln broke down. That is Lincoln he's broke a, down. He's like, I can't do it anymore, guys. He's a Lincoln can't dish. be the Lincoln lawyer. He's, he's the Lincoln can't dishwasher. No, there's an accident, and he got in the Lincoln. No, <laughs> okay, surfing. Tell me the Lincoln's okay. Surfing, oh, yeah. surfing accident. Oh, and he got addicted. He to was pain surfing meds. on his Lincoln. Ooh, he got the Betty Ford treatment. Yep. So, um, he was the but Lincoln, he, but he's okay now. He's okay now, guys. 
I bet, uh, I bet he's not really fully yeah. okay. And um, is he seeing ghosts? <laughs> kind of, not really. Yes, not really, but kind of. Really but no, Ooh, like uh, altar ghosts. But the uh, the beginning of the first episode. Those are the worst. There, there's this guy who who's paranoid, and he he ends up being paranoid for good reason because he's immediately shot in his car and killed. In uh, his Lincoln? No, this is not the Lincoln lawyer. This is a different lawyer. Okay. Uh, but he. This all happens like within the first like was, 15 minutes of the of the first episode. That's a Wagoneer lawyer. But he, him and the Lincoln lawyer dude, like they've they've known of, of each other professionally and have a respect. But for some odd reason, he's left him his whole practice. So that's how he gets back into the game of uh, lawyering. Lawyering. It lands in his, his Lincoln lap. Yeah. So first thing he does is buy a Lincoln. No, he still has all of his Lincolns. He's got more okay. than one. He's Lincoln. got more than one Lincoln. Yep. So he's the Lincoln's he, lawyer. Yeah. This is all falling apart <laughs> for me. <laughs> well, for good reason. What a terribly really. named series. <laughs> <laughs> but he's only in one Lincoln at a time. Uh, As you can only okay. be in one Lincoln at a time. You can't do it. You can't no. put another Lincoln inside of a Lincoln and be inside the other Lincoln with yeah, the Lincoln can, inside the Lincoln. You sound like Mike trying to convince himself that he liked Obi-Wan. You can put one, link, <laughs> one foot in one Lincoln and the other foot in another Lincoln. But you're not really Lincoln. in the Lincoln unless your body is fully in the Lincoln. If you crash the Lincoln, does it you, poop out another you Lincoln? You can't lawyer in a Lincoln unless you're fully in the Lincoln to lawyer. Can the pooped out Lincoln produce a mini Lincoln? Ooh. Maybe. <laughs> Linkception. <laughs> Linkception. <laughs> but no, it's, it's actually really, is a, it's a really good series. There's nothing spectacular about it. It's, uh, it's kind of predictable in some ways, but other ways it's, you know, you're like, oh, okay, I didn't quite know where they're going and then they got there like oh that's kind of cool uh but uh well written well acted it's a nothing deep but it's just it's a good watch cool your wife would like it okay you you, i need more of those yeah you and your (laughs) wife you and your wife would would enjoy watching should we watch the movie first no okay is it a sequel not that I'm, I don't recall there being any is it a reboot? In, I think it's just a, it's a reboot. Mm. I don't is think Matthew McConaughey in it. No. Is there multiple Lincoln lawyers are driving around? Is it like a could club? be? Could be. Ooh. Where where was Matthew McConaughey? It's where a was car he? club? What city was he in? <laughs> the Lincoln. Does he have a? Do you remember? Does he have a? Does he have an evil evil uh, lawyer rival that drives around in an Oldsmobile? He has evil detective that he has to work with but he's not really evil but he kind of is evil and they hate each other but they have to work together would it be an oldsmobile or a buick i don't know the which one's, he drives. Know. Which he one's drives. the most lincoln-y of the gms i think you might have nailed it out on the first try i think it might be an olds yeah i think an yeah, old or a caddy a century, old century like would be completely opposite but the or cadillac caddy. lawyer the cadillac lawyer the could lawyer. be a little more like a little more that's, like flashy but that's kind of like the caddyshack though yeah, mm. that's that's like the Lex Luthor of the the lawyer. Right. Oh, he's not the foil. He's the guy who they both have to team up yeah. reluctantly to over. If you can yes. afford a caddy, you know, you know, something's going on there. What if it's just what if it's another Ford spinoff like the 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 uh, the Mercury Sable lawyer? 
They should have a bunch of lawyers, <laughs> but they're all different colors. The Mercury Marquis. <laughs> the Marquis lawyer. Yeah. Their cars yeah. combine into a giant robot. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> Why don't they let us write this series for them? I don't know, dude. <laughs> so we have better. got this down. But it's got Nev Campbell in it. Lincoln. Yeah. Is, right. she, is she the Ford, Ford. Tempo paralegal? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, she is a prosecutor and he's a defense attorney. <gasps> don't, don't, don't. And they're divorced. Sexual tension. And they have a kid together. And professional tension. Oh, my. And parental tension. <laughs> yeah. And so that's his first wife. And he's working with his second divorced wife. Oh, Lord. Wow. And, and their detective is engaged to his second wife, who's they're divorced, but she's they, engaged with the other guy. But he's, they're all they're all cordial. He's the Nissan Altima divorcee. They live in LA, they live so in it's a okay. City, what LA? It's not like there's a town of like ten people. Yeah, LA, 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 LA. Nah, dude. Well, I, I can't wait to see more of the lawyer car universe unfold. In yeah, seriously. Yeah, I, tell you what. I tell car you lawyer. What. The lawyer car universe. <laughs> LCU, baby. <laughs> what if we birth from our loins? You don't want to talk to the Honda lawyer. I'm just telling you what. Oh yeah, he need an interpreter. Yeah, that's, exactly, that's why he can't talk. <laughs> he only shows up on Howie and Garrick's Netflix. <laughs> Speaking of that, there's an uh, there's the new money heist. You double oh, docketing geez. that thing? You I haven't, accused I haven't of watched it. Wow. I haven't watched it. You mean La Casa du Paper or whatever it's called? But it's Korea. <laughs> Oh. All right, Garrick. Money Heist Korea. I'm just saying that's hilarious. Garrick. The Maison de Papier. What? <laughs> should I should I do the boys or Stranger Things? Yes. Uh well I haven't finished Stranger Things. Well, I mean, I don't have to, I'm not want to talk about the whole thing, but Yeah, don't tell uh, me everything about the boys. I haven't watched any of it. Are you gonna do the boys? I'll do I do the boys. And I'm talking oh you but I'm talking about Garrick. I'm just no, saying I'll don't give do too much boys. away. That's all I'm asking. I I'll do the boys if you don't. You'll want. do the boys. All right, I'll do Stranger I Things. I haven't finished it yet, so you can I did. Say whatever you want about Stranger Things. I won't be watching. Uh, Stranger Things season four, uh, good, much slower than the previous seasons. I mean, there's I a lot going on. Two, two hour episodes. Couple of them, yeah. That's ridiculous. It's, uh, I'm sorry, it's hard to say that it's slower. Yeah, it's not. It's fast paced, but you don't make. It, progress it, yeah the, it the problem is, yeah, a lot it, 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 it suffers from uh separation yeah 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 totally. i shouldn't say it suffers but that's part no, of the grind but that's, that's a challenge when yeah. you have when you have your groups completely separate three, separated three, and in this time totally different. three yeah. complete four completely separate stories although two of them are less separate so at some point you're dealing with the hawkins kids you're dealing with the Russia fiasco. Elle's doing her thing while Mike right, and right, Pizza right, right. Surfer Surfer Boy Pizza group is trying Argyle. to Argyle, <laughs> who is my favorite new character. It's, that guy is a gem. 
Argyle, the, Argyle, the, I tell you what, the weed addicted yeah. pizza boy, Argyle Native American the, background, um, kind of, I guess, maybe Mexican. The metal dude. The two new. Oh, oh yeah, Eddie. Eddie. Oh my gosh, they're both awesome. Yeah, I know the two. The two new like uh, characters that I brought in to be with the group because they've done that almost every season. They all, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just they're they're great. Eddie, great characters. Eddie being like a new architect because we've got we've got from you know Hawkins High. You've got the the good studious girl. You've got. The goofy band chick. You've got the dude with good hair who is the jock. You've got the dude who is kind of like the weirdo. Now you've got the metal nerd, like the metal nerd guy. Yeah. Before nerds were stereotypic, like when this Revenge of the Nerds was a new concept <laughs> to people. <laughs> yeah. Like the metal nerds, the guys who played D and D and listened to metal and wore denim and black t-shirts. Yeah. And that guy. Gosh, man, I love both those characters so much. Seriously, gosh, for very different reasons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, Argyle is your like you, you, Argyle is your California stoner guy. He talks like this. He's totally confident and he's in the flow all the time, and that's really great. But then Eddie is the guy who's like the way too intense drug dealer. Yeah, pot weed dealer. Uh, all and you know social outcast but completely confident with his own social circle yep and to be honest with you but much deeper than he than yeah people on give him credit for. oh yeah i mean his his story is wild um i love the one of the things i loved initially about stranger things was that it depicted the 80s more how i remember the 80s midwest 80s is not california 80s the Midwest is not the way you guys have heard me say it a thousand times, but it's not the way the gold word Goldbergs depict the eighties, which is a mind F anyway, because they intentionally <laughs> are all over the place with yeah. it. That's part of the shtick, but the Goldbergs eighties is bright and colorful with, you know, the polo shirts that didn't really come out until the 89 the whole time, you know, and the eighties was recovering from like economic disaster in the seventies and also still recovering from like vietnam and stuff like that so the 80s and that's was when you had really high interest rates too like yeah. for the housing interest yeah. rates so so the 80s was a lot of a lot of more grunt pre-grunge grunginess like green army jackets you know like long dark hair black t-shirts that was not a goth thing back then and that's how in the midwest i remember the 80s wood paneling and a lack of color it was yeah. late in the eighties when maybe stuff a lot got of neon-y. maybe a lot of like dingy yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but everything was dingy. Yeah, every and dingy was fine. Um, it you don't re if you go back and watch the movies from the eighties, that's not the representation you get. But that's not how it really was. The movies were again West Coast influence yeah. depictions, and so now we think that that's the way it really was. No, it wasn't at all for the most part, especially in the Midwest. In the Midwest, and so. The fact this takes place in Indiana and it actually it very, very closely depicts uh, what I like about how I remember it. That that really resonated with me, you know. And so into this season, bringing in like the metal dudes and stuff like I like had cousins and stuff like that. I remember like like not knowing if they were psychopaths or not because they acted like they were psychopaths. But it was just them having fun. But to my little eyes, it was like, oh, you're scary. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, this whole story in season four, really what it does is it kind of 
turns the table a little bit and then starts pulling together all the threads that you didn't know were loose threads, you know, and in a very, I would say almost JK Rowling esque way in the fact that like Harry Potter, when you're, as you read Harry Potter, you see things, you're like, Holy crap. I didn't even think about that three books ago. And she's pulling it back in and tying it up. You know what I mean? Whether she intended it or realized she had something that she left and went and grabbed it and brought it in, it just felt seamless. And you felt like you it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. You just way. felt like yeah. you were dumb for not seeing it before, you know? And this season does a bit of that. It, it turns it around a little bit and then pulls it back together. And you're like, oh, yeah. so you haven't finished it, right? I finished. You finished it. Um, Garrick, Garrick has hasn't not. finished it. So I'm and not going to say anything about the ending. Uh, but I, well, I will say this. My only complaint. At the ending of every season of Stranger Things, whether it's happy or sad, there's a sense of closure. You no. don't. Yeah. Not nope. with this one. This definitely feels like the penultimate season yeah. because you get no closure. Yeah. This is and it's very it, it's obviously very intentional. Yeah. It's not like a cliffhanger thing necessarily. No, it's like it, it, it wraps up, but it's it this ain't, season. It ain't is, wrapped up. This season is the world expanding season where yeah. like you're seeing the bigger you, seeing much more of the bigger picture yeah and you know that next season's probably not the scale is going to be different yes it's yeah. going to be dealing with that bigger picture yeah so uh i very much enjoyed it i need to rewatch the last episode because we had another derecho blow in and my wife was screaming to come look outside in the last five minutes of the last freaking episode yeah and so mm. and then and you know 30 minutes later i'm outside drenched in like almost hip deep water in my cul-de-sac helping my neighbor remove debris from the storm drain because the water was halfway up our driveways and we all yeah. have basements and it was a big mess and i because of all that intensity i barely remember <laughs> How well, it all ended. Well, and uh, also, if you haven't seen the last episode yet, you're going to feel like it's coming. You're wrapping up, and then you might be tempted to hit pause because you're like, "Oh, we're almost done." And then you'll you look see, and you see you have forty minutes, forty left. minutes left. Yeah, so, and you're like, "Oh, oh, I thought they were setting up for another season, but maybe they're going to wrap it all up." Nope, nope. They're just going to spend forty minutes just easing you out of the season. Well, it. Yeah, it's not like a wasteful 40 minutes. No, no, it's, it doesn't feel like Return of the King Extended Edition where you're like, okay, <laughs> all right. No, that's that's amazing, amazing shit. But you still feel like it's amazing, but okay, all right. No, I never feel that way. <laughs> never. You need to open your heart, Howie. Garrick, you're with me. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So yeah, Stranger Things still still bringing you know, bringing a game. It's yeah, and, and finding young actors who are just some of the most damn likable. Well, and gosh, and dang. the ones that they have, you know, they're they were cute and fun at the beginning, but they're many years older now, mm -hmm. and they're <laughs> so they're, much older. They're still they're still hitting their character marks. Yep, very well, and yep. growing as uh as the characters are still growing. Yeah, speaking of that. So, you know, you have a lot of scenes where L is kind of going through a flash, like a literal flashback. It's not a flashback for story. It's something that she's going through mentally in the uh, in the in the where she's reliving her time right before the first season. And in those scenes, it's modern day Millie Bobby Brown. But then she'll look in the mirror and it'll be miniaturized like de-aged tiny little eleven in the mirror and stuff like that. And at one point 
my daughter (laughs) was getting confused (laughs) about where we were in time. And she goes, oh, I know this is older L because she has boobies. There you go. (laughs) And I was like, well, thanks for pointing that out, child. So I have to admit there's a there's a few times during that back and forth. You have to take a second. You're like, okay, where where am I at? Yeah, because I mean, she looks more or less the same, but larger. And yes, she has a more womanly figure now. Yeah. But when you're only seeing her face and her shaved head, you're like, I, I don't wait. wait uh, OK, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she really has not facially changed that much other than it just get a great job of masking it. Oh, yeah. and since we're making announcements of new stuff, uh, they're making a follow up to Enola Holmes, making a second one. Oh, nice. Good. Oh, that's yeah. Good. yeah. That was an enjoyable movie. Yeah, it was good. So a little more oh, and, Bobby Brown for um, the interest between the band chick and the other girl that she likes. Yeah. And the fact that it doesn't resolve. But that's and with an E. Oh, my mom loves Anna that. Green Gables. Yeah, my mother loves that show. Yeah, that's the the actress from Anne with an E. The not, yeah, not Anna Green Gables. The, the other Anna. band chick. Yeah, the, the other one band chick. This, that's not yeah. the the. By the way, my I, wife pointed that out to me, and I'm like, "Oh, you got to be." You're I've right. never watched it, uh, so I would know. I've only my mother seen, talks about it. I think lot. I saw the first or second ep- for a couple episodes, and I was like, "It's not." You're the, not the target demo yeah. for that show. I mean, I liked Anna Green Gables, yeah. the, the original one, but not I've, that one. I've never been exposed to any of it, ever. I have no idea. I know the girls, when I was young, liked to read the books. I know that. Yeah. Uh, but who's the, good, what's, what's the what's the chick who likes her? The chick with the crush on her who's uh, Steve's, what's friend, her character's name? Um, Why can't Robin, I? Robin. Robin, yes. Robin was my favorite character add to Last, season three yeah and i adore her throughout this season like mm, absolutely i hope she plays more characters that are somewhat similar in different things like she i could see her becoming a draw for me unless she tries to do super serious stuff because i just She's her manic energy that, is yeah, so natural exactly that that comic relief without it being on Comedic, the nose yeah. yeah is is she has a yeah. gift yep she has a a real gift and Unlike some of the other ones where they came as kids and they come across one way and you have to kind of change as they get older, these little kids, as they get older, you have to kind of change your characters a little bit because they change too. She came in pre-baked, ready to go. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, I want to see more of her because she's just one of the coolest. Cool. God, there's so many cool young people in this season. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I hope at least some of them, this, their careers take off in a positive way because, you know, Mm -hmm. some of them are just going to tank and. They're going to think they're the shit and then <laughs> not do well. But Right. You know, so a lot of people in these shows seem to be analogs or in Stranger Things seem to be analogs for other things. Like there are definite homages, you know, in the first season with the bikes and you get to the and the vans get in the way of the bikes and you think the kids are going to E.T. right over. the. It's setting it up. The Duffer brothers knew exactly what they were doing. They were mm-hmm. setting you up to make you think L is going to lift the bikes over the van. You're going to, you know. But instead, she sticks out her hand and just lifts up the vans and slams (laughs) them on the ground. And you're like, oh, you got me. (laughs) Like, I feel like a lot of the characters are that way too. Like, I felt like your Anne with an E was trying to, I felt like they were trying to evoke a Molly Ringwald. Uh, I, I, you know, Argyle is a, 
is obviously evoking like a, a sort of a, a brown uh, Spicoli, you know, like like he's like uh, uh, oh, uh, fast yeah. times. Yep, yep. You know, uh, in fact, they make f- several fast times references in reference to your hand with an e-check. Yeah. Um, uh, they uh, uh, who oh, Argyle to me, I'm trying to figure out he's a I feel like he's a mixture of two people, but I don't know who the second one is. The first one's Pauly Shore. You talking about or not Argyle, uh, uh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Yeah. He's Polly a Sh- Polly Shore, Shore with the long hair and the manic energy, but also an intensity and a metal side that I can't figure out if is it's just supposed to be like Axl Rose or what. But I don't know. I, I just these kids are so talented and the casting is amazing. So that's enough. That's enough. That is that is enough of yeah. you. I'm gonna pass no. it to Garrick to talk about porn show. What? Porn show? Yeah. I have a porn show? Sweet. You said you were going to talk about the boys. Oh, yeah. Boys. Porn <laughs> show. Porn show. <laughs> boobies. <laughs> and and lots of other things. And wieners. Insides of wieners. Outsides Inside. of wieners. Wieners yeah. that climb on rocks. Yeah. It's, uh, you're not selling they keep it for uh, stepping nope. it up every season. Like, yeah. They, stepping it up. Is that what you're calling it? Uh, amping it up, it up at least. Well, I mean, not just the, the gore factor. Like, yeah, the first episode was pretty gory. But after that, I mean, they kind of dial it back. Yeah, but you have fin- have you finished this? I have two episodes left. Yeah, good. strap in, pal. Okay, <laughs> uh, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I will say that uh, the dude who plays Homelander, good God, he yeah, is, he's amazing. Yeah, honestly, he gets more range this season. Yeah, and you're gonna see more still. There's more to come in your last couple episodes. I I don't know how he does that vacant eyed psycho look. Like it just I don't know how it's natural to people to have that that aren't like that. Yeah, but he 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 just does it. Like he could just look into the camera or off camera or whatever. You're like, yeah, that dude's a psycho. Yeah, and it's like he's somewhere between not knowing how to deal with what's going on and wanting to murder me. That's the look I'm yeah, getting. Yeah, I know. It's like any given point, he could just laser eye beam you. Yeah, it's like, oh, know. no, he's confused. We might die. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He, he's like, you, like yeah. you would think after, what are we in the third season? Uh, season yeah. You would think that that shtick would be old by now, but he's just that good. Yeah. It's keeps, still scary. You, you start to see his like controls slipping like the his external controls are being taken away mm-hmm. is it and he's starting to lose any i guess vague sense of internal control that he had over wanting what he wants to do just murder everyone yeah <laughs> that doesn't you know i guess kiss his ass whatever yeah <laughs> yeah they brought in jensen ackles who as a soldier boy He's, he's awesome. Great. He's perfect. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Gen- Every- perfect casting. Everybody's great in this. I, I mean, they deal with a lot of other things. I'm not gonna I'm trying not to spoil this one, but it's time yeah. I'll spoil something. Uh have you seen Hero Gasm yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that was in the last episode you watched, right? Yeah, that was the last one I saw. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> How about that? I, I had that? to make sure my child did not come downstairs <laughs> and I was still skipping 10 seconds through. I'm like, okay, I get it. And they're going to lean into it. Make me watch it for 40 or 50 seconds. And I'm just skipping to get to the next piece of dialogue. Cause I was like, oh. good Lord, this is not the kind of stuff I want to watch. 
but I like the story and the characters so much. I want to get through this and continue. That that was the best part, man. (laughs) Nudity everywhere. (laughs) And it's not just nudity, though. It's like rampant hardcore. Well, hardcore, you know, simulated like sexual deviance of every possible kind on screen all at the same time. And I'm just like, oh, Uh my gosh. And also superpowers (laughs) mixed in. You you know, you kick off series with the little miniature dude walking in the other dude's ween. And that's creepy. Like Ant-Man crawling up your stuff. And uh, and then you got the dude who apparently is the guy from the prison break season in season two with the like enormous growing uh, fella. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, he's manipulated at will, apparently. That's, yeah. That's pretty oh. great. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's disgusting. But yeah. it is what the show is doing. It's trying to make you feel that these people are more or less completely outside of feeling at all obligated to be part of social norms. Yeah, it's it's just flipping the script on the superhero narrative like, okay, yeah, superheroes, they have this power in the comics are like basically, you know, Superman, he's he's pure, he's pure heart. He does all this stuff. You know, Batman's like the edgy character, but he's still, you know, pretty much good. This is when it's like, well, what happened if this really happened? These people would be having orgies with their powers. Yeah. <laughs> like every, once a year. Yeah. They, they'd all be completely corrupted <laughs> and awful yeah. because power corrupts yeah. and it would be just rampant and, and filthy and, and horrible and terrible. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. this season leaned heavily into that. Um, yeah, I think you're I think you're going to enjoy how it wraps. It's frustratingly good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, they've already announced an- another season. So yeah, good. Before. So, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I hate the, I hate how much I enjoy this show. I, I despise it, how much I enjoy this show. That uh, It just shows you where our society is at when that is uh, renewed for another season. <laughs> <laughs> Renews good shit? Yeah. Well, the thing is, the, the, the weird dude they cast to play Huey is amazing. Yeah. He, they, Everyone's great. Yeah, the chick plays Starlight, uh, you know, everybody. <laughs> the, de- the Deep, he's just so... The Deep, oh my gosh. He's just so terrible. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff the Jeff. Deep. Oh, he <laughs> He's so believably every awful thing that he is, whether it's like sniveling or brave or trying to stand up for himself or being a sexual deviant or being disgusting towards women. He nails every piece of it. Yeah. It's terrifying, but of course, you know, Billy... William Butcher. Oh yeah. Good old oh, yeah. good old Bones McCoy himself. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I could watch him play that character in any show. He's great. He's just so dang good. Him and that tension. Bringing that tension. Calling everybody the C word that you can say yeah. in, in in Britain town. <laughs> can't say it here. You know, can't say it. You can say it in Australia, not here though. Get yeah. get right out with that nonsense. The boys, check it out if you like. Hardcore nudity and oh blood and guts and oh yeah, oh yeah, exploding All stuff, the blood and, and guts. gore. If you like that stuff, yeah. Hey, Mike, what do you think would happen if Ant Man crawled inside you and then sneezed accidentally? I don't want to think about what you're <laughs> talking about. What do you think would happen if Ant Man got inside you and sneezed? Yeah, there'd be an explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enjoy your opening five minutes of season awesome. four of The Boys. <laughs> Except Is it season four or season three. Season three. Except. He's in a particular part of you when that happens. So just FYI. Okay. 
pleased to enjoy. <laughs> Nobody that knows me, if you are kin of mine, don't ever watch this show. <laughs> ever. Ever. I hate how much I enjoy the show. I hate it. Because it's very well You know written. what season four show is coming out in just a week or so? Do tell me, because I've been watching so much stuff that I don't know what all I've got left. Yeah, what we got left. What we do in the shadows. Woo! Wow. July yeah. 12th. I've never been able to get through a second episode. They renewed it for two seasons. Four and five. It is awesome. Maybe I should just start the next episode. Like, I, I didn't, you I can't, I've never finished second episode. I've tried three or four <laughs> times. Did you see any of the previews where Laszlo has a little baby thing that has the baby in the front? <laughs> And he's holding. No, I haven't seen. I need. Colin I haven't seen Robinson. any previews or anything. I need to. Oh, okay. Oh, I need to. <laughs> oh, that was funny shit. Colin Robinson. Oh, you, maybe you should just skip that episode. Like you said, just go to the next one. I don't. Maybe know. I should just go to season two. Like I feel like season one just starts off slow and rough. I'm not. It's just slow. I'm trying to remember. To be honest, I can't remember the beginning. I don't like the characters. I'm not I don't find them the way they're portraying the characters. I don't find the acting interesting at all or the characters. So like it's going to be a rough slog to get me invested in them because I don't like them. Once I got invested, I'll be fine, but it's just so hard. I don't know why I find them all unappealing. I didn't have that problem well, with the they're movie. not supposed to be appealing. I know, yeah. but I didn't have this problem with the movie. <laughs> you know? Anyway. Uh that's two for all. Are we gonna wrap this one up? Oh, yeah. Good. Yes, sir. Good, good, good. Uh, I do want to say in the news, uh, I got texted earlier that Polly Walnuts from The Sopranos passed away. I guess today. So that'll tell you when we recorded this episode. Uh, so yeah, that's unfortunate Polly news. Polly Walnuts, who was an actual mobster. Walnut? Oh. That's his nickname in the in I thought, the, I thought, the he was an I thought you were going to say James Conn. James Conn died. James Conn died like yesterday, the day before. Yeah, but uh, yeah, all our all our, our great mob dudes, mob yeah. movie show dudes. But Polly Walnuts Ray actually, Liotta. yeah, yeah, Ray Liotta mob too. Dude. Oh yeah, good call, man. They're dropping like flies. Yeah, man. Just don't be the mob. Well, James, oh, Ray James Liotta Con? and James Conn were not actually in the mob. You don't know. Polly Walnuts <laughs> was actually. You don't know. In the you mob. don't know. Uh, don't I guess know. I don't. However, the fact that the fact we're that to tell you. Ray Liotta was the least convincing mobbed up guy I've ever seen in anything because when he talks, he sounds like he just got out of class his like freshman year at Berkeley. Thing, though, but he always wanted to be thing. a gangster as far back as he can remember. <laughs> Everything he did was mob stuff. And I'm like, you sound like you're getting ready to read me beat poetry when you talk, brother. He was also a baseball player. Why okay, you talking, you're right. Shoeless Joe was awesome. Why were you, why are you talking down about a dead person? Because it's Ray Liotta. Shut Have you seen him laugh? It's it. terrifying. It's the What's most amazing it? thing. I hope, I, hope <laughs> the, I hope the mortician taxidermied his face into that evil laugh face so that someday someone's going to exhume his corpse, open it up, and they are going to die of fright. They're going to pull the lid back, and he's going to be, you know, that like terrifying like eyebrow, yeah, Joker face. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Uh. Hey, go on, give us a nice review wherever you get the podcast. Run out to betterkind.com. Click on the link to our Discord channel and join us there, too, because it's where we like to talk and joke about all the stuff we're seeing, watching, consuming, 
be there or be a nard. That's what I say. Don't be a nard. Nard dog. Don't be nards. Nard dog. Here comes treble. In the meantime, I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. 99. Over there is Howie. Bye bye. Over there is Genrique. I'm the Mazda lawyer, guys. Genrique. Call me from now on. Yeah. 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 I'm not a lawyer. Are you a member of Mazda? Does that mean that as a Mazda lawyer, you're a member of the Rotary Club? Oh. I don't get it. Oh, brakes? No, they rotary engines. Brake rotors? You rotary engines. Oh. I I thought you were the Fiat. Car jokes. Yeah. Oh, Fiat. Am I Italian? I'm the smart lawyer, but I'm not very bright. Got him. Jelly.